0: Twenty years have passed since a tragic fire at an illegal rave killed over a hundred people outside Austin, Texas. But is that all that happened on The Night in Question? Experience the horror of Vampire the Masquerade like never before. Jackalope, LARP, and White Wolf present a blockbuster LARP horror event. The Night in Question, November 17th, 2018, Austin, Texas jackalope-larp.com for tickets and information. Where will you be on the night
1: in question?
0: This is 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, a retrospective podcast. Brought to you by utilitymuffinlabs.com To another episode of Twenty Five Years of Vampire: The Masquerade. I'm Nathan, and I'm Bob. And for those of you who are not being forced to listen to this, welcome. We hope you enjoy today's podcast, where we will be reviewing the um, the Essential Path book. Right? Is that, is that what you'd call it, Bob? You got it. Like the 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 Tome of Paths of Enlightenment, Chaining the Beast.
1: I would say the guidebook yeah. for players or storytellers to start to understand how a path works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So for years and years and years, people were like, hey, you know, we need something that really kind of like better explains paths. And like, we still get the question to this night. It's part of the reason why we we do like a Patreon exclusive podcast where we talked about all of the different paths, because it's one of those things that, um, you know, a, a path of enlightenment, is not like a thing that a person has, right?
1: At all. I mean, a path of enlightenment. Pretty much, if you just look at the statement, it's like somebody who's going to visit a Tibetan monk and learning how to walk a way through life that is conducive to all life to find a center. And you want to say, and then exactly what it is. Well, it depends on the path you're talking about, right? Right. So if you understand that basis, you're kind of geared to understanding what it's about. But right. You're also a human
0: yeah yeah absolutely I, and i think that's the core takeaway that while you know we can we can deviate from our personal beliefs you know whatever those might be and yeah we'll feel bad about it or whatever it's not going to thrust us into the arms of our waiting beast and we will not become like ravening uh monsters uh <laughs> you're solely on instinct, right? Like so. That, that's like the major difference.
1: Because uh, people will ask, why is it that mortals don't lose humanity? And in some games, they do have a lower humanity. Some games they don't. I think White Wolf just didn't step into that arena well because their templates all were different. And who really cares about the number? Don't look to that because we've proven from first ed to now, sometimes those templates are janky. Right. So they stick to the ideals, not the metrics. So. Uh, but I will state this. I've never felt that humanity was a super focus for mortals because you're already a human. Right. So the aspects of you being a human mean you're not going to be a certain type of way. And the old adage is, well, what if you're a serial killer? Well, then obviously to a serial killer, you're going to be on a lower scale of humanity, but you're still not as bad as a vampire can get. Right. And that's the thing. And right. you got to keep that in mind because I just feel like we need to backtrack. I know mm-hmm. what you're thinking. Well, if I'm a vampire at Humania 7, no, you're a beast with the memories of a human society that you once belonged to where you had laws and you had religion and you had all that stuff and culture and community that, that made it to where if you wanted to do something bad, you thought about it. Right. You know, and if you go ahead and if you messed up, you had guilt. Right.
0: Right. And that's, I think the core takeaway that you need to be aware of when you talk about like humanity or paths of enlightenment, it's that, vampires aren't human humans are human right so uh, the way that a vampire maintains their humanity or whatever you know path of enlightenment you choose is not the same way that a human exists going through their life it's just not and a vampire isn't mortal they 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 have a completely different set of drives they have a hunger that requires them to kill to a varying degree you know obviously you can make your character and role play it however you choose but you're created with a beast and that beast urges you towards blood and I think that um, like in some of the newer uh, editions we're obviously focusing on that a little bit more but I don't think it was ever meant to be a lesser focus, even in the early editions. I just think that it was sort of handled differently, and it was kind of left up to you, the player and storyteller, to figure out how that works for your game. But this book is kind of designed for you to go, okay, here are some of the different things that I can do to role-play my character, and here are those paths of enlightenment. Like, it definitely... Like, this book is a big focus... And I think that um, this book is, like, really super imperative for anybody's collection. Like, I, I think we'll just say that right off the bat. I don't we'll, think that's... We'll,
1: we'll save five minutes, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll take them down. I agree. I sorry for cutting that a little bit there, mm-hmm. but I, I agree with you I was a thousand I was, percent.
0: I was meandering, Bob. It's totally cool. <laughs> uh,
1: I agree a thousand percent. And I want to add one thing, too. I really feel that this was something that sat in the back burner, maybe on a drawing board. They yeah. never intended to reveal the past because it was going to be all the different types of weird plot they could put in. Right. So like you get a buy night book and they wouldn't tell you one of the guys was on this path, but they would describe a vampire having very unique way of going about being right. Right. But that's limiting. Someone there said, eh, we could do that, but wouldn't it be more interesting if we had everybody right have access to these that should and leave it up to them on how to roll it out. And that's why this book exists. Right. But here's the catch 22. Me and Nate found the vast majority of players have no idea, not only about this book, but about how to portray this. Right. And you know, we did a, we did teach me how, where we went through the entire book like this uh, for our uh, for our patrons who uh, endorsed this for that purpose. But this book, this review, is for everybody else for us to say when you sit down and you look at it, and you're going to see dozens of paths. Right. You're gonna you're gonna literally go, oh my god, it could be that, it could be this, it could be the other thing. You need to remember these are pulled from other source books as well. Right. Like some are going to sing to you because they do come from somewhere else. And there's a whole entire litany of books in the Dark Ages line that speak even to the origins of these paths. But our discovery through this book, first and foremost, this is the Sabat that came and took most of these paths and made it something teachable. Right. Right.
0: <clears throat> right. And uh, all, the other thing that this book does right at the beginning, I think uh, um, it's important to note that it is even in like the story and sort of like the brief fictional interlude that they give you in all the books, like this one does it too. It starts off like, Hey, there's somebody going around that eats babies. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So you're like, you're like, okay, well off the bat, this book is going to be fucked up. That's intentional, right? It has to be because vampires are monsters and we have to show you both you know, how virtue and vice within the human mind are not assessed the same way within the vampiric mind. And so I think that that's a really good addition to like sort of shock you into it, right? If you're new to this game, you should be aware this is a game where monsters grapple with their morality and there's going to be a lot of immoral acts. That's like a default. You, You need to know that before you play this game. But the other really big question and where I was sort of in a spiraling sort of way getting to this also gives you sort of like the, the pathway, the the stepping stones to follow when reducing a character's humanity and then introducing them to a path, right? That's, I think one of the biggest questions people have is like, well, how do I go from humanity to a path? I don't understand the transition. This explains to you an option for doing that so that you can introduce that into your game.
1: And And it's a journey. Right. Just like the baby story is it, that that's a journey unto itself. But I want to I wanted to add that if you are a person who's going to get this book, actually, if you're a person who's going to play the Sabbat for the first time and you've never you've only heard the rumors, and your friend tells you it's kick ass to go through and rip apart a whole room full of people. I want you to somehow get a hold of PDF of this book and just read the intro story mm-hmm. because sabat does not endorse that maniacal behavior. No, you know, not as a whole. That's not what they do. But they do understand there are going to be some people with their programming. It's going to go off the rails, and for right. some reason, most of the fans focus on the off the rails behavior. Right. They don't focus on the religious sect that it is and what it's moving toward. And what happens is when you read this story, this intro story of *Chain of the Beast*, you get to realize the Sabbat will come and fucking kill you
0: <laughs> when you get to a certain right.
1: point. They they will they will they will literally clip the bad weeds right out of the garden. Right. And even they know whoa like uh, yeah hey we need uh, to have a blood source
0: right right there's uh there's definitely um in in a lot of the games that i have played we'll just put it this way uh, without mentioning any specific names or times or dates in a lot of the games that i have played there is a fatal flaw in the understanding between That sort of like splatter punk, like savage butchery, death metal album cover kind of gameplay. And, (laughs) and, 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 that's kind of like, that's the way I would explain it, right? There's nothing wrong with that concept, but I feel like you need to have an entirety of the picture, right? And there is that very low, you know, three humanity two humanity, you know, sort of like this is depraved. This is acts of depravity. And the other half, which is being on a path that certain things may be more important or less important as far as like diablerie is concerned or, you know, the the murder of human beings. But they're all for a reason. Right. And they're meant to temper that beast, not indulge it constantly, unless it's a path that espouses a constant indulgence of the beast. Right. And so then it'll
1: have something in there. To stabilize that pursuit of
0: Right, right. And it, it creates these nuances. It, it, it makes it more understandable and logical as to why these things happen, right? And, and also, instead of just having just this sort of, like, aggressive, disconnected, like, really unsubtle horror, it brings us back to, I think, what the point of this game is, which is that personal horror, right? That political horror, that that For the sure. the nuanced horror of this game, right? This game can be gross if you want it to be. But is that really how it's intended? I don't know. I, I don't think so.
1: I was in a discussion uh, last night with some folks on on our Discord and I was like, you know, in truth, I gotta tell you, I hate vampire. And they were all shocked. Like, what? You? And I was like, Well, let me explain. Vampire, as it's been revealed to us in the media, is Pearl sitting in a basement digesting all knowledge to be melted by Whistler with some sort of heat lamp. It's Blade tearing through a nightclub and, and an elder council that can't stop anything in a world where that's acceptable. Right. Or it's Underworld or many of the different franchises that gave you action, but not much reasoning right. behind why you know, this didn't fall apart. Right. And, and, and that, that to me is boring. It's dull. And most people, that's their inspiration to come and make a vampire character. And I said, I'm interested in immortals. That's what I'm interested in. And immortal knows that I start young. And, and of course, anybody is a human. And this book outlines the Chain of the Beast. When you're a human and you're just embracing the side of a century, you ha- you're going to accomplish everything on your bucket list. Right. All the stuff you haven't done, you're now empowered to do. Mm-hmm. Naturally, you're going to go do it. Those are very natural goals. And you have that humanity scale to do it. But the moment that century hits... And everything starts seeming repeating. Ennui starts setting in. And every day is the same. Your humanity starts to erode. Why? Your beast is urging you to other interests. That there is a very, uh, there's a new pleasure center in you you haven't explored. And in fact, you've been towing around. And that's an immortal's journey. Is understanding those, the song of the beast that is slowly seducing you. How do you keep it at bay? How do you maybe tend to it without becoming what you know you are? Right. That's the whole game.
0: Well, and and I would agree with you. And again, I, you know, I definitely have to take the stance that when you sit down at the table with your people, with your friends, with the other people that you're gaming with, you know, you go to your LARP. There isn't a right or wrong way to do this, right? There, there's a way that I prefer. There's a way that I feel like the game was a, was meant to be presented right? Like the classic concept of it. And then there's whatever you want to do, right? Like, not everybody wants to come and play Nate's version of 7, right? That's totally fair. That's <laughs> totally acceptable. Not everybody wants to do that. Not everybody wants to play Nate's version of Zodiac. And that's okay, too, right? Like, the horror, to me, is like meant to be subtle and just like sort of nagging. But that's not for everybody. However, this... Is you know how the paths of enlightenment, for the most part, are meant to be. I think presented now. We've we've already like we've already spent a little bit of time going. Hey, this is a really great book. It's really important. W- would you say it's a perfect book, Bob?
1: It is not a perfect book. <laughs> it's not. We found going through it is definitely not perfect. It does not stand to the test of, of editions, right? That have come out, and you got to keep that open mind. Yeah. For instance, for you, as we call old vamps. You're going to, or old heads, as I've heard it called, I've, I've used the term, when uh, you come across a, a path, right? Like in here, there's um, a nocturnal redemption, right? Mm-hmm. Those of you with the Montreal by Night book are going to go, why is this different? Right. It's, it's the same, but it's different. It just doesn't feel right. Uh, it's because they are, it's different. Right. They abbreviated and then extrapolated in Chaining the Beast, whereas Montreal by Night, in two pages, gave you everything you need to know to be on that awesome path. Right. And how it's done. And the divine tide was all, but then you get to this one, and eh, a divine tide something they did,
0: yeah, right. It, right. It's something
1: it might have been done. You, know, you don't have to though. Just here's a different take, and you wonder what happened. And and I guess, I guess for for me, I, don't, I maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but for you too, it was sort of like, well, we're just gonna have to kind of ignore it. Right, like it's there. We'll point it out, and then that's that. And we do that. Uh, teach me how. But yeah. It's like going. Okay, cool.
0: So, so I have a theory. I have theories about like path of redemption versus path of nocturnal redemption, and kind of like the whitewashing of it. And I feel like it's probably because in the Montreal by Night book, we 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 know for those of us who are familiar with the line, we know that's a black dog book. And that one's a little bit more violent and a little bit more vile in in, in a lot of ways. And it's, it's really presented, I feel like it presents a very dark version of the world of darkness, right? And so I think in an attempt to keep that path accessible and playable for the mass market, they had to kind of water it down a little bit. Do I like that? No, I don't. Because I'm the guy who likes the horror of this game. I'm the guy who's like, you, you pitch me whatever you want, right? There's no such thing as a fastball in my game, right? Just keep throwing. You want dead babies? You want eyeballs? You want, I, I don't care. Just keep pitching them. That's me. <laughs> but I, I can understand why as a game company that go, okay, well, this, this path is a little brutal. It's got some good ideas. And let's figure out a way to present it to a mass market. All right, cool. I get that. I don't like it.
1: Right. And here's 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 an ideal though, right? Mm-hmm. It's when it's it's just like you said earlier, you know, there's there's not a wrong way to do it. I, I think any game, I a hundred percent stand on that. Play the games as you will. Mm-hmm. But you're listening to me, right? You're listening to Nate. <laughs> right, right. And that's and that's where I pull you back to reality. Because right. before you think we're condoning anything, it's not. There's a definite, and I'll take the hard hit for this. I think when you look at this material, it's it's you the reason why you get in the hobby is because the material is written a certain way. That's what drew you. Right. And that's and that's why you use it. You use it the way it was intended. When you divert from it, why don't you just make up your own game? You know? Or if you're gonna take that small portion of it, um, at least understand the small portion you're taking. And that's where I feel a disconnect on a lot of stuff because I've played those games. I've we've done the we've done the tour, right? right. We've we've tried all this stuff where it's like Um, We're going to play in a house game or we're going to completely do revamped house rules. And it gives you a completely different feel of the game you have. Can you have fun with it? Sure you can. And even that night we did, but did I return? Absolutely not. (laughs) Right. You know, that's, that's what goes through your head and you have to make those decisions. Right. And so I think to myself, chain the beast, right? You said black dog did it and I get that, but there was a lot worse things in Montreal by night than nocturnal redemptions. Oh yeah. I I don't disagree with your theory. I'm saying that there was someone at white wolf that was like, ah, well, we better tone it down so it fits in this book. And you've done a disservice. This is a way of enlightenment. You wanted to talk about these guys who made Nocturnal Redemption. How do you ignore their tenants? How do you ignore where they came from? And how do you expect a player or anybody to sit down and do the journey from humanity mentor right. to this to this thing if you're going to give them Nocturnal Light? Right. right? You can't. It should be up to the ST knowing the team and the players as to whether or not that path is approved right no, Read no. it and yeah. it's raw absolutely and then make that choice
0: yeah uh, and i agree with you i think that um uh in in a lot of ways you know they i i just think i think that going from like a second ed to a revised i think that um you know they they maybe try to experiment a little and and you know yeah. fudge with the paths and like kind of like make them make more sense of course and and then also you know you get different authors i don't i don't I don't know for sure but i feel like this this book couldn't have been written like these different paths couldn't have been written by one individual i don't i didn't look and see but um
1: i don't know man i just I'll think i feel right and, and maybe i know you fought me on this but i, I want to point out that metamorphosis dude what is more truer to metamorphosis than developing a colony of zamis on the opposite dark side of the, on the dark side of the moon dude I really I so, really think that's the epitome look
0: the uh, of attack, I I had know. alluded to to this uh briefly um, I we we mentioned this in our path podcast um, for our patreon subscribers you know hey follow some patreon guess you know some support you uh, anyways <laughs> <laughs> there were certain things I wanted to I wanted to ignore <laughs> because I was like, man, this is such a good book. Like, I think this is such an important book. Like, I think this is a great book for people that play uh, any kind of LARP. Like, this gives you a really deep understanding of a lot of those paths that the LARP books only just give you like a vague description of. But then you had to bring Metamorphosis up. I had to do it. You had to do it. And uh, can you we do me a favor? Adequate. Can you explain a little bit more what you're talking about?
1: So, they have metamorphosis, and it's not it's not bad, right, from what they start with. Right. But then there's some, we noticed some strong changes to the message they were delivering from their own clan book in the Revised, uh-huh. relating to metamorphosis. And I just remember it went off the rails. Yeah. It went off the rails, and one of them was talking about the Zemis- apex right that they like there are some who are working to make their bodies more adaptable to space and that they're gonna live in the dark side of the moon where it's eternal night and they're gonna have their own little and i stopped yeah. i stopped and i remember messaging nate no 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 we are not avoiding this Someone, you did bad right grab that rider bring them over put their noses in mc puddle you've done bad no no this is not good why anybody we're we're nerds right, right. we've stated this you have the happy we're nerds i am not a space nerd
0: no, and, and but, but but yo, hold up. I I'll, I'll go on record and say I could be a space nerd. I'm just not a vampires and space nerd.
1: Oh, what I'm saying is is that I don't have the knowledge some of these people have. I've listened to them. This you want to know Bob's limitation? Oh, I have them. Right. It's called math, and then the other one is science. All right, I will give it to you. Not anatomy. Not like medicinal body things. I got a working knowledge of it. My mom is a nurse. Some of it stuck. She's an RN. I heard a lot of talk. Read some books. Stuck with it. Don't ask me about my early days. That's for another time. But when it comes to space, like a positron collider thing, a faster than light travel, how light works through space and how there is no real darkness with there's a star nearby shining the sun. So I like to think that if I'm a vampire, the last place I want to go is space.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So In, I'll, I'll use I'll do you one better. I'll one-up you. Um, I'm sure you've watched all the all the great horror films, right? The Friday the 13th, The Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, all of those. What are universally the worst of the series? And don't answer, because it's rhetorical. It's when they go to space. Horror <laughs> and space, like, they really don't mix very well. Like, space is kind of its own horror, right? Like alien works because it's it's an alien fucking vampires can stay on earth right that's where the blood okay. is there's no there's no blood on the moon folks like we don't need I'm, to take rockets sh- like maybe it's nitpicky but i when i read that and i was like what the shit am i reading i was like no we're putting this book down because if i don't it's gonna pepper my whole perspective on it it's gonna make me hate this damn book so
1: and, and, and we'll tell you everyone listening me and nate are riffing classic riff. Classic Nate and Bob Riff. We may be extrapolating a bit, like just exaggerating a bit. But I'm telling you, when you read it, your brain's gonna do the same thing because you're gonna have the same arguments we did. Uh how about uh getting sucked out into space? (laughs) The extreme freezing temperatures of space. We're not even talking the sun yet. You ain't gonna deal with that little vamp. I don't even damn who you are. If falling in the in the Mariana's trench is game over. Nobody lives that. Nobody. No level four or two can save you from that. And that's been an argument. People have said, and they've gone down the metrics of decompression and whatnot. How the fuck is the vacuum of space going to do you? It's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: it's just some other level. And there's a couple of examples like that in this in this book where it's just like they spent time trying to extrapolate on these paths and like just kind of fill them out a little bit more. And you're like, no. You you missed the mark. And you can tell because a lot of those that stink, that they just make stupid mistakes, uh, they fixed in V20. Like, they just don't even make mention of stuff like that in V20. So it's like, right. hmm. Was it because Gehenna was coming? I, I To me, that's a that's a cop-out. That's a bit of an excuse.
1: And, and what I'll tell you is, is in that writing, when you look at uh, Chain of the Beast, at its core, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. When I tell you how a path is made and where to go in the transitions in the journey, that's the awesome part of the book. When I get to the paths that start to finish, read with a logic that fits and you can see the difficulty and awesomeness of trying to portray that path. And and that's the majority, right? You're, that, I'm going to tell you right now, it's the majority, but no work is perfect, right? right. And that's what we're talking about. So we'll mention those hard points, like we like we just did. And it's not to say, oh man, White Wolf sucks. Do you see all these mistakes? Uh, the margins are off in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's none of that. It's yeah. just saying that there's material already written that went updated and rushed into this condensed book for convenience. They missed some stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, they they missed the mark on a couple of things. However, I will I will go on record as saying I still very much think. This is an essential book to anybody's collection, regardless of what version of the game that you're playing. Don't look at it for rules. Look at it more for the material that is essential to understanding the path, right? I think that that's if there's one key thing that you can glean from this book, it's not the be all end all, but it's it's a good resource. It's a great resource to have for advanced play.
1: And another good thing it does is that let's say your storyteller is not going to allow paths in. I understand that. I'm one of those storytellers that believe humanity is hard enough. It simply is. And I don't mind people transitioning to a path, but you're never going to start on one because that ruins a whole lot of deep role play Mm -hmm. that I think would help you as a player grow. I think you would love it as a story to the legacy of what you're portraying. So I don't want to cheat that out. However, I still would read that whole book just to get all the different aspects of what a beast develops into right. to figure out what type of predator you are. And it helps reflect that. You know, I've, I've heard it said there's people who I'm human, but man, honor, you you jerk around my honor. I mean, I'd kill you and you're playing vampire. And I'm like, there's a path for that. Right. <laughs> right. there's, there's a path you might be interested in reading. And they're like, that I could go on? No, I want you to read it to understand how even a vampire on that path of honor as you, espouse spouse doesn't just run around and kill people. You know, for, for that type, it takes a lot more depth to, to hit that level. There are definite do's and don'ts, but read it because it would help you iron out that emotion for your role, if that makes sense to you. And that's that's what it's good for all around. Right. Even though you're on humanity.
0: Right, right. Additionally, uh, at the end of the book, the, la- the, the last, technically the last chapter, they give you a bunch of, uh, like you would get in most books, they give you a bunch of material for storytellers to focus on the morality of vampires in your game, right? That can be a huge issue for a lot of storytellers, and especially like newer ones who aren't super familiar with like that concept within a game, especially like if you let's say you're familiar with other World of Darkness games, but you you're just getting started with vampire. That can be one of the key things that's missed in a lot of new games, right? Those familiar with storyteller system, but not familiar with vampire, the real big difference between vampires and a lot of the other gaming systems is that morality, is that like how to introduce that and how to focus on that, because that's a key element of the game. And so that last chapter is going to give you more than even the paths of enlightenment is going to give you some very key ways to key strategies to introduce those concepts into your game.
1: That's that's just done. I mean, that that is the point, right? And so, from from tutelage, this book, since we're not going through, we're not going to go through the past. Like I said, we did an in depth how to. We we've, um,
0: yeah, we've literally done like forty minutes on each path on on Patreon, and I, I like eventually we want to release them. I don't know how we're going to release them. I don't know if we're going to do them as vampire podcasts or what, but we kind of have to get permission from those that follow us on Patreon because it's kind of like stuff that's available to them. But we've done f- like 45 minutes at least on every one of these paths.
1: Right. And uh, you may seem that odd, but we're very, very loyal to our patrons. That's that's absolute. And uh, what they want to get, and that's that's the privilege of patronage. And that's that's for them. And it's for you if you're listening to just sign up.
0: Yeah, we're not we're not we're not trying to like focus on that as a point of this podcast. It's just I just noticed we We're just pointing it out. Right.
1: (laughs) So but uh, but uh, pointing that out and then transitioning to so that's where the content is that you're looking for. As for the overview, this book is great. Right. I know we said in the beginning, we're going to save five minutes and give that. I'm still holding to that. Um, I really don't have anything else to say about Chain of the Beast, except that if you're a player who feels lost. And you're someone who feels, man, I played this character, I'm kind of burnt out, I just don't have any goals with it, I just don't know what's going on, I take that as a sign as a storyteller that that player has not fully grasped out of the role 100%, or you've been playing for a three-year, five-year, ten-year chronicle, and how is it that they're still on humanity, right? right? Maybe they fight real hard and struggle, but then they're probably not feeling ennui at that point. But if there's burnout, this book gives you tips and tricks on how to maybe spark that fire back up and give them a reason to look at their world and environment in a different way. It is a plight of immortals that you do get stuck and there is hope. Right. Right.
0: So, um, I guess, uh, w- any final thoughts about, chaining uh, the beast, Bob?
1: Uh, the only final thought I would say is that I've been sitting here thinking since I mentioned it, mm-hmm. a vampire collie on the moon. Here's where it works. Ready? You're going to hate. I say it in a
0: misfit song.
1: So that collie goes on the moon. They have it there. I think it's great. Some Red List member went up there as a form of escape and said, ha, 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 we're free. And some council member sent all these people to go get him. And that dude fell into Torpor in space, but only after embracing a bunch of people, like the whole space program that was there. And they all sit in these pods, and they get discovered by a group of players, because you trick players at this point is what I'm saying. Hey, everybody play a White Wolf system. Everybody be a scientist. We're going to do something cool here. The year's like 2052. You got some cool stuff, read all the sciencey things and you make event horizon happen because <laughs> yeah. they go to this colony, but you don't make these guys intelligent. You make every single one of them whites, every damn one of them, <laughs> weird journals, scrawls in the wall, in the halls, you know, maybe one week white wakes up cause they arrived and banging around and that. that's a great horror game are there, right there.
0: Are there any examples of like movies where vampires go to space? I just like seriously is a question. Like, is that a thing? Because
1: yeah, uh, because vampires come from space in a couple old films, right? Really old films, you know. But I don't know if those count because technically they're aliens, but no, they're vampires. Yeah,
0: let's limit it to like modern horror, like hellraiser that that's that the worst one is basically like where it starts to get bad where they go to space fucking uh uh, friday the 13th like that one starts to get real like kind of got bad before but like that one is really awful once they go to space Jason
1: x believe is what that was right
0: jason in space the fucking leprechaun movies were never good but like they get really bad when they go to
1: space yeah, um, I know it's all bad, but it's all good, right? No, I'm just—that's <laughs> tales from the hood, if you're wondering. But uh, yeah, yeah, Leprechaun in space is a. Uh, uh, uh,
0: didn't they have one where uh, where like what's the the genie movies the the horror movie genie movies? You know what I'm talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah, of course I know yeah, what you're yeah. talking about. What are those about? called again? A uh, Wishmaster.
0: Yeah, those those had a space one, didn't they? What is
1: your wish?
0: Yeah, I saw the first Wishmaster in the theater. With with dollars, I gave them dollars and cents to see it.
1: <laughs> All I gotta say, there was there was a more terrifying film than Candyman when it came out. Did Candyman it... go to space? Never.
0: That's because Candyman doesn't fucking belong in space, and neither does the fucking goddamn uh, shamsay. They just don't. I'm just I'm just making I'm making a statement here, and I'm gonna stick by it. Okay. So moving right along, um, we had uh, mentioned in our most recent podcast before this one. That we were gonna give like some shout outs to uh different games people that wanted us to give shout-outs to them. Um, both for promotion and just like we had a couple of people who they're like, I'm not looking to recruit, but it would just be awesome to hear our names on a game. And so I figured um I would give a couple of shout-outs. So the first one, there's a a gentleman by the name of Josh, and Josh is a freelance writer for Onyx Path. He does a bunch of the storyteller's vault stuff um and he is he's running uh or he's like in charge of a convention going on in atlantic city and it's called hlgcon Uh, information for that can be found at hlgcon.com and they are actually running a licensed vampire for blood and betrayal the blood and betrayal chronicle and a bunch of other stuff so i figured um if you're in that area we unfortunately are not And, you know, October is not too far away. It's way too close for us to even potentially plan for such a thing. But I looked it up, HLGCon.com. It looks freaking awesome. So definitely check them out. Um, Tell Josh that we sent you. And then, so anything you would like to add to the end of the podcast, Bob?
1: Um, I am making, yep, yep, yep or some bacon yep yep yep
0: <laughs> so yeah this is i mean it's a kind of a quick review um you know it's it's one of those things like what are we going to do we're, we're going to talk about every single path in the book what are we crazy we did that um yeah we so <laughs> yeah yeah we we, we did and it that. was a blast yeah yeah and it took us many many weeks of of reading and going over these again and again and again so what's our next episode going to be and by the way bob i want, I want you to know we're getting very very close to soon ending vampire the masquerade classic world of darkness Ooh,
1: that's uh, uh have you decided what direction are we going back retro I mean, not retro but to the so to the vast dark my, ages my, or we thought, v20?
0: my thought was well I mean like we we've technically we're gonna go through v20 like by November by the end of November or the beginning of December we'll pretty much be like, current day. Like, technically, Good. technically we have one less because we've already done Beckett's, and we're currently doing Beckett's Jihad Diary again for our Patreon backers. We're doing a chapter-by-chapter chapter review of Beckett's Jihad Diary in addition to the episode that we did here. But um, we're going to be done with fucking uh, Lore of the Clans, I think, in November. So I I would say... My thought is dark ages, right? Like that's, to me, that's natural. That's the logical conclusion. I would love to hear anybody else's opinion on the matter. However, that's not going to affect our final decision.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, you could sway it. I mean, we could be swayed, but right now at this point, and I agree with you, right? Obviously, the the idea is that we did, we started modern, got the hype, got everything in there, and now we're going to go back to dark ages and catch up and tie off a lot of points. And interesting things because that is how they operated you know they did a little mix of both when modern and dark ages went in and they did some really smooth writing in and out and some of the stuff we may have to eat our words in some opinions right it's fine right for sure because the dark ages might explain it
0: well and and that's that's the other thing too like dark ages for me is appealing in so far as i like vampire that should be blatantly obvious by now i enjoy vampire the masquerade um however i would not consider myself a dark ages fan so um, I'm kind of like a little 50 50, right? I get to go and I get to look at these books and I get to see if my mind gets changed and we may see the dynamic of this podcast alter ever so slightly because I know Bob, you're a fan of dark ages. Whereas I've just kind of been like a passive participant. Cause I'm like, it's too close to D and D. It's really not. I know it's not logically. I understand it isn't, but you know, it's like with swords and sorcery. It's also not that. So we may see a little bit of a difference, and you know, some of you may go, "Nate's a fucking asshole."
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Because if you think about it, if you're, if you've ever played a Dungeon Dragons game, you're like, "Hey, screw it, let's play vampires."
0: Um, I've, no,
1: I have. It doesn't work. We can just put that out there. There's no, you're you're just an encounter level for an experienced party to come wipe out, right? And that's how you feel, right? You're bound a lot of ways, but the fact is, is that um, certain genres don't mix. And that's it. But Dark Ages, therefore, is not a rebirth of sword sorcery. It's a rebirth of war. Right. It's a rebirth of uh, the masquerade light. Right? right. I mean, there is a masquerade, and and they'll get to that because obviously acquisition right. does happen. But you're playing through all the stuff that made the modern. Yeah. That's the important part, and you get to see some big name characters from the from the the modern that are just the little wee guys right along with the party. Right. When, when you go into it. You, know what, you
0: know what, Bob, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Um, I've played in a number of different like thematically, um, you know, like time, like time, different thematically time games, different like, hey, this is a game that takes place in the 70s. This is a game that takes place in the 90s. This is a game of like, we're just sword fighting in, in the street. So like I, I've played a huge variety of different vampire games, but one of the most fun I ever had was actually a Dark Ages LARP that like just ran over a summer, right? It had like a start and an end. It was just like, that was it. And like, that was one of the most fun. But uh, because I'm lazy and, and essentially at the time, like it just wasn't financially feasible. I never bothered to invest in those Dark Ages books. Well, now I feel like, you know, it's time to give it a chance, right? It's the his- the history of the games. Like I have a, v- you know, uh, I-, I have a modern day knowledge of it, but let's go back and actually read some of these books. And I haven't, again, I want to state this for the record. I haven't like disavowed dark ages. I'm not like fuck dark ages. I just didn't explore it as deeply as I did modern day. So right. I think that's a good place to start. And then, you know, when we're done with that in three years, we'll figure out where the podcast is going to go then
1: and we'll and we'll definitely uh it'll it'll keep going on and on I guarantee that. Right. Uh, cuz uh, one of the things I want to stake, uh, a lot of people had a concern and by a lot my, to me a lot of people showing concern for this podcast ending is the is the eight people that have mentioned it. Like when this is done <laughs> are you guys done? And I'm like that's 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 a too many. Hell no, right. we're not done. No. We love what we do. And Be, that's and beyond the that important thing.
0: like like we so we also still have like the responsibility of covering new books when they come out, right? Mm-hmm. Like we just did the V5 when Chicago by Night comes out, when the Anarch Guide, when the Camarilla Guide comes out, we're still going to do those, right?
1: And uh, and on the drawing board, we still have, you know, what we're going to do. Like, Werewolf is going to get done. Right. It's just, when is it going to get done? But are we going to do Changeling? Are we going to do Fae? Are we, I mean, are we going to do Wraith? Are we going to do Mage? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Those are on the board, uh, provided White Wolf doesn't come out with Super Awesome has to be done now that everybody's about. Right. Because, again, it's about the patrons. So, right. and patrons blew up about V5. We had to do that review. Right.
0: Right. Exactly. I mean, we wanted to, it's a, it's a new book. We have to be timely. Right. And I think that that's important to note too, That like we're always going to be timely with our our new reviews. Um, you know, if we don't get the opportunity to look at a book, you know, sort sort of like before it's released as reviewers, we're still hobbyists. We're still going to get the books, you know, like it doesn't really matter. Like they could kind of like put out anything and we'll at least get it to review it, you know, if not us, then who? So, but as this podcast evolves, as more, more time goes by and more people express interest. Like if there's an opportunity for us to interview somebody from white wolf, somebody from onyx path, like why wouldn't we do that? There's no reason not to. It's just, we haven't really gotten to that point yet. Like we're still just doing book reviews.
1: And we could say that they are super busy and uh, we understand that we're busy too. Right. And so in the industry, you know, just, just understand that a lot of you know more about the industry and I feel even white wolf does. Uh, because just on the ball right and running a company's hard i mean those deadlines is all and you know there's new books coming down the pipeline because you bought the super expansion glory pass for v5 the anarch and the cam book so yeah be patient it's coming
0: yeah i i think really the takeaway from this should be very simple our our podcast style is uh, reviews of books and white wolf has literally or white wolf or onyx path and whatever incarnation has hundreds of books from a variety of different games that we either know stuff about or don't know stuff about. But we come from the expertise of knowing their game line to a degree where we can go, this is something we'd play or this is something that we find entertaining or this is something that's ridiculous. Right? So once we're done with vampire, the masquerade, we go to Dark Ages. Once we're done with Dark Ages, maybe we go to Werewolf. Maybe we go to Werewolf's Dark Ages. Maybe, we, you know.
1: And I will tell you where the funny is going to come in, because we don't have a choice, is when we hit Changeling. I'm right. I'm excited about it, because I'm also thinking we're going to... You wait. It's going to Well, you <laughs> know, the, the
0: other thing, too, that's really awesome about it is when we get to a, a book line, when we get to, like, a Changeling, or we get to, like, a Mage, or even, like, a Mummy, right? Uh, we have to play it. We can't just read it and then go, oh, this isn't good. No, we have to read it and then play it and then go, okay, we had fun. We have to admit maybe we didn't know what the fuck we were talking about. Or we go, nope, we're totally right. We're, we knew it all along. We're totally right. So, yeah, anyways, there, the podcast is going to continue to go on as long as there's books for us to review. And if there's not books for us to review in 10 years, I guess we just have to pivot
1: right well fit will be something <laughs> right,
0: right Right. there
1: will be something we don't know how to not talk obviously because right. we chain the beast was done like 10 minutes yeah, ago absolutely so- <laughs> yeah
0: but anyways uh yeah so um i guess that's where we'll wrap it up um until next week when we do layer of the hidden which bob uh you you've claimed to have a, an intimate knowledge of layer of the hidden
1: oh intimate and and combative <laughs> so we'll say that cool so it's
0: golden i I can't wait to hear uh your perspective (laughs) on that because uh it's a it's a new one for me so i'll be reading it for the first time so all right well uh without further ado until next week i am nathan
1: and i am bob and we will talk to you again soon
0: hey folks this is nathan from 25 years of vampire the masquerade if you enjoyed the podcast you just listened to think about supporting us for more podcasts, art, video, and gaming, go to utilitymuffinlabs.com. Follow our podcast on Twitter at 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook under our Utility Muffin Labs name, and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade. Thank you again for your support. Utility Muffin Labs, consistently rated adequate.